You know, he's brought in some fantastic players. For a club that you can't do much with, in my opinion. And I don't think it'll go any further than the mid-table. Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the BS Football Show. Yes, Blunder Sports Football Show. I'm your host, Mr. Megafat. I've got him here as well, the other host, which is... Hello, I'm Dean. Are you sure? I am. You know, sure do, you know the bit, do you know the bit gets me? Is every time you introduce yourself, you do sound like you question who you are. <laughs> do I? <laughs> you do. And I'm Dean? Am I? Is that right? I don't really know. <laughs> anyway, yes, we are the Blunder Boys and we are here to discuss football in the most strangest way. I mean, I'll let you know how strange. I think that Ronaldo was only spat his dummy up because he wants to be the next manager of Manchester United and not Eric Tang. No, he wanted to be the next manager. That's how strange it gets on this podcast. Yes, we will promise you strange views and everything on this series, but we're also going to promise you the honest views of us. Okay, we're going to give you as much honesty as we possibly can. So, without further ado, let's get on. Right. I think we need to talk about the, the transfers because it's been it's been undone, it's gone through, it's been a lot of talk about it. Um, how do you think the transfer window went? I think it went went okay. There, there wasn't I think most of it was done before, wasn't it? And I wasn't expecting a, a massive deadline day sort of splash out, really. And I think it went as well as it, as it could have done for some teams. Yeah, no, no, no. I, 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 I agree. The, the, the one thing that I would say is I think it was a better transfer winner, better transfer deadline day for me. A lot more to in and fro in. Um, than has been in previous years. I mean, if you think kind of like 2021, 2020, we were like, oh, that was a bit of a boring end, end to the transfer window because nothing really ever really happened. I mean, we got a Ronaldo in 2021, really. 2020, we didn't really get much. But I felt this one had a bit more zing to it. I don't know why that was, but it just felt a bit more. Definitely. So, um, just want to say that across the English Premier League, I'm going to put this in euros because this is the only figure that I managed to find. They spent a colossal 2.24 billion during the transfer window. Still a high number, whether it's in euros or not. It is. Wow. It's still a high number. You know, we've. You know, you got to think that Anthony was at 95 million euros to Manchester United from Ajax. Nunes 75 million to Liverpool. Casemiro 70 million from Manchester United. Bargain of the season, I'm going to say so far, is Erling Haaland at 60 million euros to Man City. I mean, these are just a few. There was others going out there that actually went on. And I'll tell you now, it was ridiculous. I mean, you've still got massive buys to Real Madrid. They've got an 80 million, you know, for uh, Matthias Dillitz, you know, people like that. Rafinha, 60 million to Barcelona from Leeds, Robert Lewinsky. Uh, no, so Lebrowski, or whatever his name is, I will get it one right. 45 minutes of Barcelona, some big, 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 big things. And I just feel, you know, that that, that for me, 
there is some real good buys in there. If I, first thing, before we go in there and say who is your fate, who do you think is going to be the best buy of this transfer window? Is there anything that stands out from this window for you? In, in what way? Just just stands out. Well, I'll give you my example. So the first off is, I mean, I've got I've got two. First off, I'm going to give you one that's a, a bit of a funny one. Is that it, there was a new word that was brought out in this one? Um, like Manchester United have agreed in principle a you know transfer fee. Leicester had agreed in principle with Chelsea for Wesley Fontana. You know, it was in principle seemed to be the main word of this 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 transfer window. Um, whereas before it was an undisclosed or this, and it, but this year it was in principle. It was just like, come on, just 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 say they've actually agreed and shook hands on it. You know, what's that over over Zoom or something? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, over Zoom. Yeah, look, look, I'll, I'll, look, in principle, if you give me the money, you can have him. I mean, well, obvious, duh. Yeah. But anyway, um, but my other one is it was so strange because you look at people like Manchester United and Chelsea, they were after everybody. There were, there were, you know, there, there wasn't a week that they didn't have somebody, you know, and Chelsea were after Manchester United have been reportedly talking to. And, you know, it, it's just like these two clubs who have spent more in this transfer window than ever before were after every player. Now for me, what we've got to ask is, are these reports in the newspapers correct because they did spend more? Or is it just the newspapers just trying to do something? Or is it the managers just, uh, you know, the agents trying to push up the price? What do you think? But both, really. I mean, the agents are, uh, well, some say the devil <laughs> because they, they put up the transfer fees and take a they take a massive bit. They all, but they also brainwash the players a bit, saying, "Oh, I can, you know, you go here, I'll, you know, I'll get more money for that and stuff like that." So I think they'll they'll definitely push it up. But the papers, it's it's to sell them, isn't it? Really, um, I, know, I, where, I get that. Uh, some of it's made up, some of it's got truth to it. But I tell you what, if someone's linked to Nottingham Forest, that that story will be true. <laughs> that story will be true. 21 players they brought in this transfer window. 21 for a reportedly 146 million. 146 million. Leicester, right? If you go back, have Leicester in any transfer window spent 146 million? No. Not that I can remember, no. No. Not even no. after the, the Premier League win and, and things like that when. No. You know, I've Cash to splash, yeah. You know what I mean? And also, if you think about it as well, right? They've brought these 21 players. That's 21 players coming. That's pretty much nearly a new, two new squads. Two new squads, right? So they've already got a squad there. They've brought in a new squad. What are they doing with these 21 players? Right? Where are they going to be? Where are they going to sit? I don't get it. It's it's, it's crazy. It makes me wonder what, what... What they've said to them, because surely you have to put your you're going to be a first team player or you're going to be in rotation to keep all them players happy when they're not playing. That's going to be a task. Oh, it's going to be a huge. I mean, task, they've, I they've got rid of one player who they've signed yesterday already. What, Josh no. Bowler from Blackpool. They've loaned him out to Olympiacos. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's, they must have seen something in him say he's going to be a future player, but. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's brought it for four million, so... Yeah. 
do you know, right? It's it's just the strangest transfer window I've ever I've ever known. People at Manchester United and Chelsea have both bought more in cost value. So they've spent more, should I say. They've spent more on their players this season than they've done in any other, any other season. But the question that I'm going to ask you, and the question I'm going to ask the guys out there, and I'll ask this on our social media today, is have Man United and Chelsea actually bought better quality than they've ever bought in their life? Or is it just that the cost of the players is higher because that's what's happening, inflation in, in football? Well, inflation in football is like the real world, isn't it? It's going to happen any time. So I think they will go up a bit. And you're looking at crazy money now, like... It happened a few years ago, eighty million pound for Maguire, and then they just keep going up from that. It's, it's, you never see a one million pound player now in the Premiership, do you? But yeah, well, it, no, it'll go like that. You could do. You could see a million pound player, somebody from, you know, a the next Jamie Vardy, maybe. Well, that's true. Yeah, yeah. But I and think that, it's. That, I don't think Chelsea have brought that well, to be honest. Um, Manchester. No, United, I, I agree. Casemiro is a good signing. But they could, have done, could have done a lot more. I, I, I think, I think for me, right, Manchester United haven't really spent as well as they possibly could have done. Um, they've brought, yes, they've paid more for these guys, but it's, it's, it's. If you work it out in quality and standard, it's a lot less. Um, um and for me, you look at that. So, let's just say, you know, two years ago, a forty million pound player is now going to cost. Eighty million pounds, and the reason why is a Maguire situation or a Wesley Fontana situation, which is they're not worth this money to to the, the, they don't have this. Um, they shouldn't cost that money because they're not worth that money, but they're only worth that money is because that's what Leicester will sell them for, and that's what somebody will buy them for. Um, we use Tillemans as an, a perfect example. You know, Tillemans, right? He's not worth the twenty million pounds, so they're going to wait until he's like comes out for free. We'll give it another season, which could potentially, you know, change everything because they could find somebody in his position. But they weren't willing to go and pay that twenty million pounds to 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 take him. But he's worth a lot more. He's he's a far very good talented player on his day when he wants to be when he can be asked. He's a great player. Yeah, Madison, another one worth a hundred million to Leicester, maybe a hundred million to somebody else, but not to Newcastle. Newcastle United were not going to pay that money for him, and and that's where that's where you get this. It it you know the football window now isn't about the value of how good the player is; it's how much the team won. Definitely, yeah, I agree with that. Um... You know. And again, I've got a plan which I'll come to in a very in a moment. So we'll uh, we'll, we'll let you finish. But yeah, it's it's, it's definitely yeah. been a strange win. Going back to to if Chelsea and Man United have brought well, I, I'm, I'm bamboozled by the Aubameyang signing. I think probably a bit of a panic by Chelsea. They needed to well, get something done before deadline day, and they needed a striker. I'm a little bit I'm a little bit miffed with it as well. I don't think he's going to be exactly what they need. He's going to be is he going to be a bit of a plaster over a massive hole? I think so. He may do something. He says he's got unfinished business in in the Premier League. So for me, it's it's going to be an interesting to watch that. But what baffles me is they've got a hundred million pound player in the Kaku in Italy, right? Just because he didn't hit the ground running in his first season which I feel is very strange that they 
that anybody really would coming from an Italian league into the English league. It's happened with many different players because the Premier League is such a vast difference league. There's probably only been one player that I know is coming from that I would agree has come in and hit the ground running so fast, and that's Harlan. I mean, he, but he's just a different beast in the world. I mean, the guy's just... I've got... I'll open him I said it wasn't going to work in these first couple of weeks, but this guy has been phenomenal, and I, I would eat my... He's making me eat my words. Um, but... But, yeah, why why get... Why let send Lukaku out on loan and bring in somebody like Aubameyang? Why don't you just have Lukaku here and just train him up yeah I agree you've got you've got that um, tool so use that tool for the job exactly if I'm putting it the right way (laughs) you are you are if you've got a nice hammer right it's anything that's not broken it's just just may not be just right colour or just not the right you know I don't know type of steel that you want and I'm not going to use that one I'm going to buy myself another one I'll yeah. send this one over to me mates. You're not... I mean, it's probably the worst analogy in the freaking world, that is, but well, I'm trying to save you here. Um, but but what you're going to do is you're not... You're going to use it, aren't you? You're going to use it and try and use it a different way. I don't... I mean, that's probably, you know, probably the worst analogy in the world. And somebody's like, what's he fucking on about? It's on about a hammer. Yeah, and it's a football show. Anyway, but yeah, no, I get what you mean. It, it, you, you, you use what it is. Now, as I said a, a few minutes ago or a few seconds ago, I've basically got an idea on how we can try and fix this. I've tried to fix the, the transfer system for many years. And I'm thinking now that we can't have these extraordinarily huge numbers for players because it's just silly. It's, you know, you're going to, if Harlan goes in the next couple of years, you're looking at probably probably three to 400 million, probably even five million, 500 million, you know what I mean? For, to buy them, which is going to be ridiculous. What I think is we need to have a cap, but way that we do that is a player, right? Can only get paid and can only go right. According to his Opta stats. Okay. And they get updated every six months. So, Opta is a fantastic place that gives everybody stats and it tells you how well somebody's doing, how good somebody's doing. But it, what it can do is give you an, a stat rating. So just like on FIFA or anything like that, you get like an overall rating, but you can have that for your Opta stats, okay? Yeah. And if you've got the, you know, you'll set boundaries. If a player's got this money, if this player's got this point in points, he's worth this much money. <coughs> and he can be paid up to this amount or he can be paid this amount or he has to be paid this amount. But this is where it gets really good. If, however, say we'll use a Dewsbury Hall or a Harvey Barnes as an example from Leicester, they are people that have come through your system, right? Then they get extra points. So if they came into the system when they were eight and they stayed in the system all the way from eight, all the way up to the first team, you would get the full maximum, I'm going to say, say 10 extra points, which would then mean their transfer figure would be higher because they would be, they'd have a homegrown rating anyway. They, but if they came into the system, say you were like, oh, I like that player from Liverpool and he's in the youth team, I'm going to buy him, and you brought him over, his rating would be a lot less because you'd only been bringing him in because he was from somewhere else. Does that make sense? Yeah. And again, this will help with homegrown players 
in your country. So you couldn't have a Harden come over here and be more expensive than, say, a Harvey Barnes because Harvey Barnes could be playing really well, when, you know, for the six months, and then, um, and then because he's homegrown, he's going to cost more than a Harden. You know what I mean? So, so does that gonna... it, it, does that put off them buying them though, buying English players or homegrown well, no, because, players? Because, because, because Harlan's because... cheaper, so you're going to go for him. But if, if if Barnes is playing better, surely you'll want to buy Barnes. It could do, yeah. Yeah, I think it, it works a bit both ways in in that one. Mm. It's going to be a bit tactical, isn't it? You like the tactical side, though, eh? I do. I do like the tactical <laughs> side. I think that could work. Let us know what you think. Dead, dead simple. Just find us on some social media things, you know, this Instagram and the Twitter, which is at blunder underscore sports underscore. Dead simple. Just find us let us know. I'll probably put this out on Twitter and maybe even Facebook. But how do they find us on Facebook? Blunder Sport. Simple as that. Sport. That's me stupidly thinking that you were going to talk and eat a grape. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Right. Okay. So we've just before we finish this conversation on the transfer window, I'm going to ask you now. And I want you to think this through properly. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are the transfers that you can you can remember? Okay. Who do you think is going to have the biggest impact this season? For any team. Any team. And when I say impact, I don't mean, you know, someone's going to change a team. It's a, it's a hard one, though, isn't it? To, to think it full, full through. Um, William could do a job for Fulham. Do you really think? Yeah. Do, you, do you think an our aging Williams going to be the transfer of the of the of of you know of this twenty twenty two? Not the one. I just think he can do a job. Um, yes, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a difficult one, isn't it? But I think Anthony could do it for for, for Man United. You know, Ten Hag knows him from his time at Ajax. Uh, I think it might might get take him a while to. To get, you know, into the English football, but I think he'll he'll get it in a few weeks, um, and I think something's got to change at Man United, and I think he, he he'll bang a few goals in. I think. I think I think you're gonna I think what you're gonna see with with him will be a season getting used to the Premier League because it's very different to. I mean, even you know Van der Beek, he 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 came in from Ajax, didn't hit the ground running in the Premier League. It's a, such a different beast. You've got to be a certain type of player to play here, uh, and and that's the reason why people like Messi and you know haven't come over here because I just don't think their style or they would suit this suit the Premier League. So maybe Anthony is going to be one of those players that might take a season, six to eight months. I'm not expecting, as I said, we're not going to expect too much from Manchester United. You know, I think they'll win most games one nil. It would be quite, you know, raw for this season. Next season will be a very different, very, very different Man United. Uh, my, my choice is a dead simple one. He was brought very early on, and I think he's already made a huge difference to the team. Even though they had a good player in this position already, he has just added something else to this team. He controls that back area very, very well. And that is Nick Pope. Yeah. 
you know, from from Burnley to Newcastle, already the way that he can controls the back four, the way that he can you know controls his eighteen box, and you know, it, it, for me, is brilliant. Uh, and and I think he's going to have a huge impact on Newcastle. And I feel that is. I mean, people are going, why are you not picking Haaland? Well, because Haaland's going to have a huge impact in the Champions League. But Man, U, Man City were, were winning last season and they were winning really handsomely. Yes, he'll probably get more goals than anybody else. But he isn't going to change that team hugely. Same with all the Liverpool boys. Nobody's really going to change Liverpool. They're a fantastic team. Newcastle needed something extra. And that extra is, I believe, is going to be Pope. Gives their defenders more confidence. Gives their defenders more belief in that they can do certain things because they've got a strong keeper behind. He's going to make a big difference. Now, you may think there was somebody else. And I will ask this out on Twitter and Facebook. And I have given you those uh, out, but I'll give them out later on in the show. But tell us who you think is going to be the biggest difference after being brought this transfer. So then, Dean. Yeah. That's your question. Go ahead. We all know that Leicester City Football Club at the moment is going through hell. Let's just put it that way, right? They're going through a rough patch right now. Yeah. How how are you going to fix it? And I don't want you just to say, get rid of the manager. I want you to give me a plan. How are Leicester going to fix their season? Three days later. Well, it, it'll be a long process because the summer happened. Unrest somewhere in the back. You, you can see it. Um, we just don't know what it is because we're not there. We're not in the back. We've, we've, we've not seen what's happening. But the first, the first thing would would to be to get a new manager. I think it needs freshening up as well. That would be the first thing. The second thing was to see how it goes, obviously, and release some money to him if if possible in January. But that might not be possible. So you've got to think of another plan, and I don't know what that plan is, to be honest. Why not? You're a Leicester fan. You look at it. You've seen it. You were commenting last night, telling me on, on, on WhatsApp, we're not doing this, we're not doing that. So what are they doing wrong? What are they, what are they not doing right now in your eyes? Well, it's to do with the manager, I think, to be honest. Um, same tactics and playing at players out of position. Um, you know, who's he playing got... out of position? Who, who, who's he playing out of position? Indeedy, um against Man United game in defence. Now, he's played there before, but it's not his best position when you've got a Turkish international on the bench in Soyuncu. But, but, but. Isn't Soluncu at the moment having a huge, like, downward spiralling in form? Well, it's, it's a new season, isn't it? He's had a break and, and you can you can have one bad season then bounce back in the next season. I, mean, you, you've got I think a defender is better than a, a central uh, defensive midfielder in defence because that's his but position. You, but you've got to think that Brendan sees these guys in training. He does. 
So maybe he sees something that you haven't seen. You've just, or you've noticed is that he's not in the team. Maybe, maybe there's something fundamentally in that. Maybe, but you've got to play positions, players in their position. Plus the tactics, he continues to use the same tactics when it's not working with the players that he's got. Um, And, and I'll go back to a few years ago um, it was a few years back when, when there were no fans at the ground. Ian Acho and Vardy up front, he went through a the the last half of the season using them two up front. Ian Acho was banging in the goals, Vardy was assisting, and then Vardy was scoring loads. Them two were working so well together, and then it just ended. He starts to play one up front again, which every Leicester fan I've spoke to hate because Vardy can't do it on his own. He's getting old. And then we play, then we bring two on up front when we're losing. It's not, and my point about that is so divided at the minute about Rogers uh, getting sacked. Uh, now you know before these podcasts started I've stuck by Rodgers again and again you've slated him I've I've stuck by him again and again but there comes a time when your patience has to run out and I think that's run out due to his comments after the Man United game that the the owners have, have not backed him the players are not good enough why aren't they good enough? These players are good enough. They finished top five two seasons ago, and most of them are the same players. Okay. okay. Why are so- they not good enough? You, you don't necessarily need to buy. The, the, the championship winning team were a team of pe- people who have not heard of or people who have been offloaded by other clubs like Wes Morgan, Danny Simpson, Richie Delat in the, in the championship winning season, Dean Hammond. Was in there played played some Andy King Markle Brighton a free from Aston Villa in a championship winning season so you don't need to spend big and I think these players have got it they just need to play in the with the right tactics and in position and Rogers isn't doing that but he 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 insists on playing the same tactics over and over again so it's time for a change so I'm gonna I'm gonna argue with this okay right you know for a fact that I am a not a massive advocate of Rogers. I've I've said for a while now that he is not the man to take Leicester forward. Yeah. We've argued this many times. Okay. Um and the reason why is because are like you saying he doesn't have a plan B, C, D, E, or whatever. He just has a plan A. And when it comes to changing it, it doesn't really fit because he can't seem to do it. He makes very random strange substitutions um, and, all, and you know we could go on forever we've said this many times but I want to argue one point you sat down and he said that the board haven't backed him the owners haven't backed him okay you feel passionate enough to say that that's wrong do you do you, do you disagree with that well, the the owners have got a business that has took a massive crash at the minute. No, 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 no. Stop, 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 stop. I'm not asking what their business outside is doing. What I'm asking, have they backed Rogers? But it fits in because they haven't got money because that business has, has crashed. Well, 
Yeah, but th- so, so therefore, they haven't backed him. doesn't matter what they've got in the background. They haven't backed him. The Forest owners have backed him. Leicester will be getting m- hundreds of millions of pounds from the Premier League. Okay? They yeah. couldn't organise getting a senior scout, whatever his name is, into the club in time before that he's now in charge he came in the day after the transfer window had shut and he started his job chief scout chief in you know i don't know it was a person who was going to bring them all the players in before that they got rid of the other guy in march which they would have known probably getting rid of him three months before that so let's say december he would have probably told him he wants to leave he's going to i think he went to atalanta so he's going to atalanta right they they would have known about that in in like December, say. So it was March that they got rid of him. But they couldn't get anybody in and they didn't want to get anybody in and they knew that he wasn't going to come in until this point. Okay? So they've not really managed that really well, that part. So they've not backed him in getting somebody that can help him either get rid of players or bring players in because he needs to get rid of players. Vestergaard, Bertram really need to go. They're not. They're not. They're the players. They were panic buyers last season. I mean, you were really happy when they brought Bertram in, but he can't play. And s- reason why Southampton went went like, well, that's we want to keep him. They were like, oh, great, Leicester's taking him, <laughs> suckers. Um, and, and would and, Bertram be able to go? Because he's again, injured, he wouldn't pass a medical. But again, there's a thing. There's a thing you could talk to him, get rid of him. Look what they did with Barkley. Terminate his contract. We're never going to play. You're not in our plans. You're just going to be sat there on the sidelines. You want to play? We'll, we'll terminate your contract. Sod off. Done. That's what they could have done. Vestergaard, right? How about this? Vestergaard. I've read reports say he turned down two, two offers, two offers, and they would have played him. Leicester's never going to play, play him, but he's there because of the money, because they didn't have anybody in there to talk to him and say, look, you're not in our plans, get stuffed. But right? we, we need him as backup. We showed some with the injuries uh, last season. We need that backup. Okay, but, but, he's, he's, <laughs> he's not as good as, as the, the, the front lot, but oh. we need that, that, that depth. But that's the issue, right? You're, you're, you're thinking one-dimensionally, right? There are many other ways. You knew, right, we all knew for a fact that either Wesley, Tillemans, or Madison was going to go. 100%. You knew that, didn't you? Yeah? So they were going to bring in some big bucks. So what you do is you have, this man would have said this, look, we've got this much coming in. So there's talk about Madison, there's talk about this, 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 this. we're going to do this, we're going to get rid of this player, bang, bang, bang. This is what that man would have done. This is a man who would have had a strategy to improve this squad that would have sat down with Rodgers, right, who do we want? We can do this, bang, 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 bang. There's a chance you probably could have gone and got Ross Barkley as cover for somebody or gone and got a couple of free agents that would have improved, that wouldn't have been a Vestergaard. But no, you stuck with it. Then, when you do have a chance to bring in somebody, and then your great thing of like, this is fantastic because we're going to get our youth team players to be improving. You need somebody right now. You're going to have a season where you could be relegated. It is now possible. You have not started, right? People are going, they're too good to go down. No team other than probably Liverpool and Manchester City are too good to go down. But I agree with that. Your... I've, I've always <laughs> thought about that, that. The people who make comments like that, 
They're going down for a reason. Because exactly. they're not good enough to be in the Premier League. No, no team's no too good to go down. Exactly. And this is and this this for me is where where you were so blinded. We're gonna get our youth team keeper go out and improve and we've now got Smithy. What the hell is Alex Smithies ever gonna do for Leicester? What's he gonna do? Nothing, He's but not- what's our youth team couldn't uh Goalkeeper going to do sitting on the bench. Nothing. Not, not but you would have had an op- exactly have- when he can play out on loan. We can so ten years. Down, so, so ten years down the line, when he, when you sell him because he's either done nothing for you or you're down in the dumps in Division Two because you decided to send him out on loan. Is that a great strategy? Well, it's looking for the future, isn't it? But we've got two keepers good who? enough uh, at the moment in really? Ward Danny Ward is nowhere near as good as what could be. I'd start with Everson anyway, because I think he's a little bit better than Danny Ward, but he's no Casper. It's not improved his squad. Your squad has dropped dramatically down in any... You know, it, you, you had an 80-keeper, 85-keeper on, on FIFA. You're now going to have a 75, 72 goalkeeper in Danny Ward. You just don't have... Football is about staying in the Premier League right now. I don't like that, but that's the thing. You do all you can to bring in a player that can improve you. The buying, and I'm I'm going to agree with Rodgers, they have not thought this through at all about sending out a youth team player to go and get some games because there's a chance he may play for you, but he may never play for you. There's a risk. And that risk isn't going to be not worth it when you bring in a player that might have a better risk of, of causing you to stay up. But no, and you have done this. They, they, they haven't backed him, and I'm afraid they are at fault for this. They should get rid of him. He's not the right manager for it because he's just not. they've not got the plan. But they can't get rid of him because, they A, there's nobody out there that really could probably take his place. Maybe Sean Dyche, but nobody else out there. Otherwise, they're going to have to pay huge bucks to show the guy and then have to waste the... I don't know, the, the 50 million that they've got left over from Wesley Fontana. You know what I mean? I, I, it's poor. I think that's the reason why he's still in the job because because um, of being able to attract someone and saying you've got no money, you know, we're doing all we can, we'll be okay in a year with money, but you've got to keep us up with no money. Mm. Um, you've got to keep these players as well because these players are vital. You've got to keep Madison. He won't stay at the bottom of the league club. He's, he's no. done his championship duty at Norwich. Yeah. Um, he's going to retire soon. Daka is not good enough. Nope. Um, Barnes, he's he's a top top five team player. Yeah. But he's um, not going to get there with Leicester. No. And these players are going to get look elsewhere and then gonna, you're going to have a, a mediocre Premier League team bottom of the table. But going back on to Rogers, saying that the team is not as good as it was two years ago, what message is that sending to the players? He's, 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 a, he's a manager who's got to motivate these players. Say, come on and motivate him. I didn't see any motivation before any game that they've played this season. They've not come out of the blocks strongly. They've not pressed. They've not, they've not done anything. The, the look tired, lacklustre, don't know what to do. That's the manager's job to motivate them, get them get them fired up for the game, 
and change your tactics, Rogers, because it's not working. It is. It, it it's fun not working. And seriously, 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 right? There's got to be something. My my thing is they need to change their they need to change their attitude on that pitch. They need to take the the ball by the horns and say let's get back to the old Leicester. But that's easier said than done. Anyway, that we'll leave that one nicely there. Eddie Howe. Eddie, Eddie, what about Eddie. The Eddie Howe. Yes. What about the geezer? I'm. I'm going to ask you a question because we need to get this done pretty quickly. So this is a question. Okay. For the start that Newcastle have had, the way that they're playing, has your opinion changed on Eddie Howe? No. <laughs> well, my opinion was was pretty high anyway. I liked him as a manager. He did he did terrific at Bournemouth. Um. I just thought that he was the first manager to get sacked because I think Newcastle fans would have, and and the owners would have too much expectation of of what they could do in in Howe's first season. But look at him! Look what he's doing with that team. He is a fantastic, awesome manager. Fantastic. With money. But it, oh, 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 Hold it, hold it, hold it. <laughs> he spent the money, but he's not spent as much as everybody else. He's pretty much around about mid-table in the spending of, uh, in the transfer window this year. Mid-table, right? So for me, that's is another thing. Manchester United has spent more. Chelsea has spent more. Um, Man City, obviously, in years gone by, have spent more. So... Right now, football is all about money. You can only do what is good as what you've got in front of you, pretty much. Leicester were a freak in that year of winning the league before you go down that road. But then he didn't last another season because he didn't spend the money to 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 get to keep the team up. So questions, you know, it's a very strange. Um, it's very strange because you're saying he's doing it with money, but he hasn't spent as much as. Other teams out there, he hasn't spent as much as Forrest. So, do you think Forrest are going to, you know, do well this season? I think they'll be fifteenth, fourteenth, something like that. Well, there you go. They've spent more money than Forrest in the world alike. They've only won one game in five games. Five games. But it's the way they're playing. Look at the tactics. But does that matter if you're not getting the results? Well. If Leicester were playing a better game, yeah. Results yeah. would come. Yeah, results would come. But they're not and coming in Newcastle. <laughs> it's been five games for crying out loud. Their their performance is so much better than what I've seen. You know what I mean? It's that finished article. You know, he's brought in some fantastic players. Yes, yeah. um, I, I always rated him highly as, as a good manager at Bournemouth. I just think Newcastle are a club that you can't do much with, in my opinion. And I don't think it will go any further than mid-table. Um, 
Okay, just 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 quickly have a look, right, at something. So, first game of the season, they beat Newcastle, uh, Nottingham Forest 2-0. Good game, yeah? yeah? Okay, they then drew 0-0 with Brighton. Brighton are on a bit of a, a huge up at the moment. Graham Potter's doing so well there. You, you've even said that. Doing really well, brought some good players during the transfer. So, you know, a 0-0 is not too bad. Then to be 3-3 with Man City, who had Haaland in there, to, to stall Haaland a little bit on his goal scoring. Fantastic. Well done there. They beat Camaro Rovers. They drew 1-1 with Wolves. I see that as a, as a as a positive result. That was an away result. And then another way a game as well, where they lost 2-1 to Liverpool, where there was a bit of controversy in it all. Massive, yeah. Yeah, absolutely massive. Now... What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> 